0: You're listening to another wrestling episode of Tapouts and Touchdowns with your guy, Bully Rye
1: and PJ Steven. That's right, everybody. It's another wrestling episode of Tapouts and Touchdowns, and finally, as the Rock would say, finally, we're bringing you AEW full gear. It's your guy. Bully Rye, Uh, yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've gotten to do a wrestling show. I've been promising AEW full gear review. Finally got a chance to watch it. You may be listening to this podcast on Wrestling Wednesday of uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio. So so if you are listening on that platform, thanks for being here. Uh, Otherwise, if you're listening on any other platform, thanks again for being here as well. Without further ado, so we can get into some AEW full gear 2022 let's bring in wrestling show co-host pj steven pj how you doing today bud
0: uh i'm great now that you have finally watched the pay-per-view let me just say something to our fans here (laughs) i watched this pay-per-view the night after okay the night after and we were supposed to plan we were supposed to do the show and finally our boy Frick watched the show and has graced us with his presence to uh, finally do this show. So thank you so much. The fans, thank you, Frick. Listen. Finally taking the time to watch the pay-per-view that we have told them that we were going to review. Listen, uh, maybe, I'm, I'm, you know. I'm going gonna,
1: I'm gonna to throw it out here. I was married for 10 years, and I have never been busier than I have been over the last, like, six months. Like, it's really hard to explain how you can be with someone and, like, hey, let's go do this. Or let's go do that. Let's go try new things, new places, and see new, see people. And uh, somehow none of it happens. And then when you, uh, I guess when you find single single life, there are so many more opportunities to it uh, to really get to enjoy yourself. So, unfortunately... It's, it's, it's
0: funny It's funny that I can relate to that, because like ever since the band has been done, I've been like, man, I, I, I'll have a lot of time on my hands, and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, I feel like I'm fucking busier than ever. Ever, For, right? no, for no reason.
1: Yeah. So, uh, but like us, like as PJ said, I finally got around to watching the show a few weeks late. Much has happened since this pay per view. um, But there's, you know, we're here to talk about it. So let's get right into the opening bell. Let's kind of talk about the storylines leading into Full Gear, even though we already sort of know at this point what's happened since. Uh, First of all, Full Gear took place November 19th, 2022, at the Prudential Center in Newark, New Jersey. The first AEW pay-per-view to be held in the tri-state area. Uh, one of the biggest storylines here is that Soraya, formerly known as WWE's Page, we wrestling for the first time since December 2017. It was also the return of the Elite that we have talked about on the show. I've also talked on other shows about the suspension of Kenny Omega and Mac, Matt and Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks. Uh, it was their return to the ring as well. Um, PJ, obviously, and then let's, let's, let's not just kind of skate over the fact that the main event featured the world champion, John Moxley, defending against the the returning MJF. It was his first match since, uh, since he dropped his infamous AEW pipe bomb and then returned at the, at the last pay-per-view to, uh, to go up and grab the, uh, the poker chip to cash in for a, for a title shot. So, uh, PJ was there anything that stood out going into the show that sort of got you excited about this pay-per-view prior to the show?
0: Obviously, uh, the return of Saraya to the ring is super huge and very fun. And it was kind of fun to rub it in the face of some of the folks that were just like, well, she's still injured. She, what a waste for AEW. She's just going to be a mouthpiece, blah, 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 blah. But no, um, she put on a good show. And she got to come back into the ring and wrestle, which is all that she wanted to do. So, um, no, super fun. I was really, really excited for that. Uh, and also, you know, you mentioned the main event. I'm a, I'm an MJF mark. I think that that uh, that was going to be uh, a really good match, and it was. And of course, we're going to get it and uh, get into it. Obviously, um, I was also uh, one of the coolest things too. You were looking forward to is, um, uh, swerving their glory and the acclaim uh, because those guys have just been having just tremendous matches man and at all out you know we saw uh swerve in our glory glory defeat the acclaim to retain the AEW world tag team titles and it was one of those things where is it going to happen tonight we don't know uh and i we were all looking forward to that as well
1: yeah there were seven championship matches on this card between AEW and ring of honor i was personally looking forward to the fatal four-way because there's a lot of talent in that ring of honor world championship match between jericho danielson claudio castanoli and yes. Sammy Guevara.
0: I love this I love what they're doing with the Ring of Honor title here man. It has it, got a lot of proceed, prestige. Um yeah. You know, I don't want to get too much into this, but there's a reason that I've been um, you know, deactivating my Facebook re- lately. It's just because I just can't handle this the just the negativity when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, you know, I've said it before. I've said it. I've said it again. Wrestling fans hate wrestling. And you know you see this this wonderful stuff happening with the Ring of Honor, and but because it's from AEW, a lot of people are shitting on it. And man, I think it's just been great stuff, man. Like I really, really do. And I don't know if you agree, but um, Ring of Honor has really been great. And you know, we, you and I can go over uh, Ring of Honor.
1: their final uh, battle.
0: Thank you. God, why can't I think about it? I thought it's it was all final battle. But a uh, final battle um, at some point too. But final battle was a fantastic pay-per-view where we saw Wheeler Yuta. Um, well, I, I don't want to spoil anything, but Wheeler Yuta uh, putting on a great showing. Uh, Claudio and Chris having a great showing as well. I mean, you know, Ring of Honor is really, really getting, getting back to where it was. And I think it's super fun. And uh, I don't know, man. Tony should be proud. Fuck it.
1: Yeah. Um, you mentioned, uh, you mentioned that the constant negativity, I was on a podcast recently, um, called the fake mad podcast. And I want to make sure I'm getting the name of that podcast. Right. Um, but with the end of the that's show,
0: a, that's, that's a great
1: name. Yeah. At the end of the show, the, the, the host, uh, Fousey shout out to Fousey, uh, Kenny, um, asked us all to sort of give a, give it like a little a spiel on what we're fake mad about. It is the fake mad podcast with Fousey B. Um, so he asked me what I was, what I was fake mad about. And I said, uh, I said basically the fact that there was, there was this perception that you couldn't enjoy what you wanted to enjoy. Like somebody had to crap on anything you wanted to watch. If you were an AEW mark, you couldn't watch WWE. If you like WWE, you can't watch AEW or you're a mark. Um, and so like, I was just, you know, my, my, my perspective was, Hey, let people like what they like. Leave them alone. Let them just live. Um, and and so that's, that's kind of to your point. Like that's that's where the day and age we live in. Like the day of social media, where you cannot like something without being absolutely shit on uh, and shit all over uh, because of it. So um, so yeah, like you said, a lot of good wrestling going on all over the world. Uh, we're gonna get into the main event. We're gonna we're gonna talk some New Japan uh, because we've got a lot of exciting things coming. Uh, within the next month, if you if you can believe it. Um, uh, there's a lot of stuff coming within the next month. We're going to get into that in the main event, but uh, also some great, really good wrestling on this AEW uh, full-year pay-per-view. So we're going to take our first break. When we come back, we are going to get into break it down where PJ Steven and I are going to discuss all 13 matches between the undercard or the, the pre-show and the main card. We're gonna, We're going to go through and break everything down So stay tuned. We'll be back with Break It Down right here on Tap House and Touchdowns. Established in 2008, One Stop Repairs in North Charleston, South Carolina is your one-stop shop for all your electronic repair needs. Specializing in cell phones, tablets, computers, laptops, and game consoles, One Stop Repairs offers reputable and quality service with the quickest turnaround time and most competitive prices in the Lowcountry. You can find them on Google with an exceptional 4.9-star rating or on Facebook or by searching One Stop Repairs. That's the number one One Stop Repairs. Call today for a quote at 843-343-6310. That's the number one One Stop Repairs. All right, everybody. Welcome back to Break It Down. Where PJ Steven and your guy, Billy Ryer are here discussing AEW Full Gear 2022. So let's get right into it, PJ. There were three matches on the pre show. We'll go through them really quickly. The first match featured the factory taking on the best friends and Danhausen. So if you go through the competitors, the best friends, Chuck Taylor, Trent Moretta, Orange Cassidy, Rocky Romero, and Danhausen would take on the factory, featuring QT Marshall. Aaron Solo, Lee Johnson, Nick Camarado, and Cole Carter. This match went 11 minutes and 55 seconds, and uh, it was a really decent match uh, considering it was uh, everyone involved uh, to kick off the show. Um, and honestly, it was the best I've seen uh, Dan Housen since he's come to AEW. He's the best I've ever seen him. Um, he was unique in the way that he came in and wrestled this match. I gave it two and a half stars to kick off the night. PJ, how'd you feel about this Uh 10-man tag match to start off the, uh, the undercard.
0: No, I actually gave it the same rating. It was super fun. We actually had a debut here uh, of Very Evil, Dan Housen. Yes. Uh, we are sick of the very nice, and we got the very evil. And uh, super fun. Uh, I got to meet him at Russell Cade. Um I gave him – I think I've been told this story. I gave him a Hobgoblin action figure because he's big into collecting toys like I am, and he signed my, um, my mini brawler. And I asked him to write an evil word on the back of it, and he wrote "piss," which was really, really funny. <laughs> um, so, yeah, great match, though. Yeah, I did. I gave it two and a half stars as well. That's cool. We're 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 off to a good start, you and I.
1: That's right. So next up, we've got a, a match: an AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament semifinal. Uh, absolute Ricky Stars taking on Brian Cage, the Machine. Brian Cage, um, uh, listen, I I don't have much to say about this match. Um, I did give it three stars, but I uh, I wrote I wrote in my notes and no universe should Starks ever be able to go over on Cage clean, um, but it was a very super incredible and impressive finish that made you believe that Starks could get it. Uh, PJ, how would you feel about this match between Ricky Starks and Brian Cage?
0: I said the same thing, uh, except I gave it two and a half stars, but like. Yeah, they made it. They made it make sense that Ricky Starks went over on Brian Cage, and I, I didn't hate it. I actually, I really enjoyed this match. I think I, I didn't. I actually was not a fan of Ricky Starks for the longest time, uh, but recently him feuding with uh, Powerhouse Powerhouse Hobbs for a little while, and hopefully they get back to that because I really don't think we got the payoff that we deserve. But um, no, I've really been enjoying that, and I, and I think he's a f- uh, phenomenal talent. So yeah, I enjoyed this match.
1: Yeah, really good match. And then let's get into the the main event of the pre-show, if you will. Uh, you get Eddie Kingston taking on, help me with the name, PJ, Jun Akiyama?
0: Yeah, yeah, that Jun J- Akiyama, yeah.
1: Jun Akiyama from, I believe he's from New Japan. Uh, this match went 10 minutes, 30 seconds. Uh, listen, I, I know it's a, a New Japan guy not so i,
0: I, I I'll, I'll correct you just for a second because he's barely a new japan guy he okay. actually made his debut in all japan all japan. uh okay. in in 19 i think it was like early 90s i can't remember but um uh he actually wrestles for uh ddt pro wrestling uh, but he was in he was in uh all japan for most of his career but he also was in pro wrestling noah uh for like 12 years too but
1: um yeah, so PJ, yeah pJ since you since you came came dropping knowledge on us what did you think about this match between Kingston and akiyama
0: uh, I think it's I think it was fun I love Eddie Kingston taking on Japanese talent I mean I got to see him live in Charlotte. Uh, and god I can't remember who he wrestled man I can't believe who, who he worked um but anyway um yeah I, I think it's I think it's really fun um uh, I mean he just had he had a great uh match um akiyama had a uh, Akiyama, excuse me, had a great match with Joey Janela at um, it was a TLC match at DDT Extreme Championship Wrestling. Um, or no, no, no. He, he won the DDT Extreme Championship from Joey Janela on December. Uh, I think it was like early December this uh, this year. But anyway, uh, get to back to this match. I mean, I gave it two and a half stars. It was fun. Um, And um, yeah, good stuff. Short, sweet you, to the point, 10 minutes.
1: So you said, you said you enjoyed watching Eddie Kingston wrestle against these Japanese talents?
0: I do, I do yeah. enjoy watching him. He's got, he's got great chemistry. He's stiff, just like they are. Uh, and from, from what I understand, they enjoy working with him as well, which is that counts.
1: Well, that makes that makes one of us here. Um, the first disagreement of the day. I couldn't have cared less about this match. Um, uh, I was sort of interested to in see Akiyama, but I, I listen. I don't like Eddie Kingston. I don't like his gimmick. I know the fans love him. I know the reason why the fans love him, but. Similar to my feeling about Darby Allen, I just can't get on board with Eddie Kingston yet. Um, I think he might be a great mouthpiece. I just, I, like I said, I couldn't care less about this match. I hated the finish. It was a spinning back fist for the win. I gave this match a star and a half. Uh, not not impressed Not impressed by Eddie Kingston uh, and, and all the exposure that I've gotten of him. So uh, we'll agree to disagree because I wasn't, wasn't a fan of this match, and I'm not a fan of Eddie Kingston. So please don't come and stab me Eddie Kingston because uh, yeah I feel like
0: he's, he's i feel like he would he would murder you and like take everything that you have yeah but no i, I don't think he's fantastic like I don't think he's world champion material uh at all I think he will get there eventually um but i, I mean i I've, I've I enjoyed him um his promos I think are super cool uh and just straight to the point great passion, and he's an okay he's an okay worker but um Him with this Japanese talent, I don't know. I've I've really been enjoying it.
1: Listen, I I don't want to get on a whole tangent about about Eddie Kingston. I don't see him as a future world champion. I don't see him as an undercard champion unless they come out with like – because the All-Atlantic title seems important. The TNT title is obviously seems important. Unless you do something like a TV title or a hardcore title, I don't see Eddie Kingston with gold ever in AEW. But that's just me. The fans love him, and they, they tend to go with who the fans are hot for. So so maybe you're right. Maybe one day he winds up in the title picture. Um, that was the pre-show. Now we are to the main card, and we start off with a bang. Uh, somewhat of a payoff you're, you're hoping di- for. Di-
0: dime, diamond Dallas Page? Bang? What?
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly. What are you talking about? Yeah. I'm, I think we started off with a bang here. I, I, I enjoyed the match here that we get to kick off full gear Jungle Boy Jack Perry taking on the Luchasaurus uh, in a steel cage match to start off this show. Um, I didn't write a lot of notes, uh, but the one thing that frustrated me was that at one point, Christian Cage, is, who's a company of opens up the cage door because he's going to go and attack Jungle Boy. And instead, um, we get uh, we get Luchasaurus escaping the cage. Um and there was no there was no victory called. I guess it was just pinfall submission in this match. But watching cage matches, it was sort of like weird to see. It wasn't a hell in a cell where you can get out of cage. Like you're not used to seeing someone escape the cage, pinfall submission to win a cage match. Um, there were some unique spots in this match, um, but uh, for a while, it was more boring than I was hoping for. But it did pick up, and I think it wound up being a damn good match. Um, I, I can tell I'm going to get some some disagreement here. I gave this match three and a half stars. PJ, how'd you feel about the cage match between Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus? And have we seen the end of the Luchasaurus-Jungle Jack uh, or Jungle Boy Jack uh, saga here? Um,
0: so I did enjoy it, and the finish was fine. Uh, I did cringe at the cage part that you were talking about with him escaping. I wish... And maybe I, they did. I can't remember. You know, I didn't just watch this yesterday. I watched it, uh, you know, a little while ago.
1: Uh, but, <laughs> yeah. but yeah, but let's um, keep reminding. Let's keep reminding the audience that I. It took me three weeks to watch a pay per view. Okay, let's keep. I was. I didn't, I didn't say so that. Didn't I'm say a that. wrestling fan. I am. You know, I, I didn't <laughs> say that. You
0: know, um, this is. I, I keep forgetting that this is a wrestling show on a football podcast. Um, oh, stop
1: <laughs> it! Got <You shut laughs> it. No,
0: I, I did enjoy it. I guess I just wanted to a little bit more of a series with these guys. Um, You know, we kind of got away from the fact that, you know, Christian was the one that was really the dick. Um, But because, you know, Luchasaurus is his lackey, we're taking it out more on Luchasaurus. And I guess I just wanted more of a payoff of Christian and Jungle Jungle Boy. Excuse me. Yeah, I wanted more of a payoff of Christian and Jungle Boy rather than jungle boy and luchasaurus i think we, um,
1: I, I still think we get it though like christian's obviously still not cleared i think we're gonna get the payoff between christian and jungle boy
0: we are we are i'm just being impatient like don't mind me yeah. but yeah oh, I, I i'm it. with yeah, you yeah, yeah it's still a, still a great match uh you know 18 minutes 40 seconds which ironically is the exact time that the next match was and um oh, I guess we is... can go ahead and get into that you like that transition yeah um, that was a
1: great transition
0: But uh, this is match one of a best of seven uh, of a six man tag series. This is great because, like, the last thing that I can think of, the best, um, uh, you know, best Best of seven seven series, you think of Benoit and
1: Booker T. Exactly. You think of
0: did wasn't Cesaro involved in
1: one? Cesaro and Sheamus before they came. Was it okay?
0: That's what I thought it was, but I didn't want to. I didn't want to misspeak. And like these best of seven series, for the most part, have been super fun. And you get one here. Best a uh, match one of the best of seven six man tag for the AEW World Trios Championship Death Triangle which of course is the bastard pack with Penta El Zero Mirado and Ray Phoenix uh, and they're going against a returning Elite who finally get pay per view glory on here uh, I did give this match three and a half stars super fun you have uh, Death Triangle going over the Elite not a whole lot of notes on here from for me personally. Um, just because I wanted to enjoy the match, yeah, to be honest, same here. but a lot of high flying shit, as you come to expect, um, with the elite. Um, but I did give this, I I did end up giving this match uh, four and a half stars. Um, I, yeah, I, I I loved it. Kenny Kenny hitting the V trigger on Ray Phoenix. That crowd just popping. Uh, Matt's going to do a moonsault onto Nick and Penta. Kenny sits up Phoenix for the one-winged and angel, but Pat's going to pass Phoenix the hammer, and he's going to smash the hammer on his head, and it leads to Ray Phoenix getting uh, the pin on Kenny Omega for the three. And for the first match at the best of seven, you get Death Triangle uh, going over the Elite.
1: Yeah, I, I sort of did the same thing. My one note was that it's what you would expect from them. I thought the hammer spot was a lackluster finish for the match. I gave it three and a half stars. Um, I, it is, it should be to mention that like with the return of the elite, they get a new, they get a new entrance song. And, uh, and by the way of carry on my wayward son. And that is a, a fantastic song. Uh, I did
0: forget to, to mention that. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. And,
1: uh, not to mention, uh, it's one of my uh, favorite, like guitar hero rock band songs. Um, and, uh, they even like make a joke about it on, uh, on South park, their guitar hero, uh, parody on South park was based around getting 100,000 points or a million points on this song. So um, really fun to see the elite back. Really fun to see them coming out the song. Um, and like you said, um, really good action here. Exactly what you expect from these six. Um, it's also, I, I know you said Zero Miedo. It's El Cero Miedo. Uh, I know you always correct me on uh, Japanese pronunciation. Par- yeah, yeah. So. Pardon
0: me. You, you, you get me on the Luchadors and the Mexican. I'll take care of you on uh, on New Japan.
1: That listen, that's 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 a, that's a, a, a handshake agreement over here. I'll I'll take it. Um, next up on the card, uh, to me, it might be one of the worst match worst matches on the card. You get cha- you get a singles match for the AEW TBS Championship uh, gimmick. Uh, Nyla Rose has stolen the TBS title belt. Um, she is going to take on the champion Jade Cargill. Um, the one thing that I that I liked about this match was the fact that you had Nyla Rose come out in the the low rider with Vicky Guerrero. Not sure if you caught this, but Vicki Guerrero was wearing um, "I'm Your Mommy" shirt that is now being sported by Rhea Ripley in WWE. So oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure who wore it first, but it really really fun to see the same shirt repped on two different networks, two different companies. Um, my, my notes were, uh, this is dot, 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 a match, I guess. And there was a terrible botch when Jade tried to hit her finish the first time. Uh, just really ugly here. Um, I think both of these girls, or both of these ladies, I should say, are just a little clunky. Jade Cargill is a beautiful woman. She is a, a, a absolute, like just physical. Uh, I don't want to call it specimen because that seems a little gross. Um, she just physically, she looks amazing. Like sh- you can tell that Jade Cargill is an athlete. But being an athlete and being a pro wrestler are two different things. And I still think she has a long way to go. She does get the win here uh, to get her title belt back. I wasn't quite sure. Who she was dressed up as, I'm always a a guy who uh, loves the the ring attire, and I wasn't quite sure what she was going for here. But, PJ, what would you have to say about this TBS championship match? I gave it a star and a half.
0: Uh, So, by the way, Jay was um, uh, dressed as uh, the Thundercats.
1: Okay, thank you
0: uh i like this match it it was a perfect cooldown match after the first two bangers that you just saw so of course it's it's of course it's not going to be you know fantastic i give this match two and a half stars i really enjoyed it yeah um it's a little it's a little botchy not 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 the greatest but man i i still say to this day that jay cargill is what china should have been i mean jay cargill jay cargill can wrestle she can she can really move um and I love both these women, Nyla Rose and uh, Jay Carr. I think they put on a great show. I I, I hope that it's not the last of their matches. Uh, yeah, just a cool down match before the two first two match. Um, you know, after the first two matches, and I. A- you know, a great cooldown match to get the crowd ready for the next match, which was a fucking banger, my friend. I'll let you yeah. it in. I don't want. I don't want. I don't want to take your. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to take your stuff well, again because I almost went right into it. And plus, it went eight minutes. Yeah. You know? I it, mean, short, it was. And sweet.
1: It was the shortest match on the card, and that includes the pre-show. So I guess I should be thankful for that because we get the second longest match on the card to follow this up. It is the Fatal Four Way match for the Ring of Honor World Championship. The champion, Chris Jericho, the Ocho. Taking on Brian Danielson and Claudio Castagnoli from the uh, uh, why can't it Blackpool Combat Club, um, and then uh, taking on fellow JAS member Sammy Guevara. Um, I gave this match three and a half stars. Um, really fun. Uh, there was there was a corner corner to corner spot where Claudio was hitting uppercuts. Danielson was taking uh, taking the, the the high kicks in the corner on the Jericho Appreciation Society. Uh, Really fun match. Guevara and Jericho going going at it. Doc Guevara um, had the title uh, off the shooting star press that he hits on Jericho. Really fun action. I think the wrong guy won. Spoiler alert before you get to talk about it. Jericho does retain, uh, but it is what it is, and it'll set up something that happens a few weeks later. Again, it's been a while since this pay-per-view took place, but nevertheless, Chris Jericho retains here at Full Gear PJ, how'd you feel about this match for the Ring of Honor World Championship?
0: I actually really liked the finish. I ended up giving it four stars. Um, I still don't love the Judas effect. I think it's silly. Um, but uh, I, I didn't mind Jericho going over. The talent in this match was unbelievable. Uh, I did write down that Sammy, is going to join a big group up top, that he's going to hit a cutter on Claudio, and then a Spanish fly on Brian. Um yeah, a lot of great things in here, man. Um, also, I always cheer when Claudio, um, excuse me, gets hit with that uh, the Cactus clothesline. Line, and he just wails Jericho with it. Uh, really great things. And uh, yeah, we do kind of get set up for Ring of Honor final battle, where um, Cesar, or, excuse me, Claudio actually goes over Jericho in a pretty uh, controversial way. I don't know. Did you see that? I know I have, we're kind of getting off topic. We're getting off topic here, but I kind of want to your opinion on this. Uh, that's, you know,
1: listen. It took me three weeks to watch uh, to watch full gear. I have not seen the Ring of Honor show. Okay, okay. I fair, listen, but, uh, I, I fair. Am really listen. I, I'll tell you. I'll tell you one thing, and, and we are going to get off topic for a second because I do want to watch this Claudio and Jericho match. Right, like Claudio goes over, he regains the Ring of Honor World Title. The thing about Ring of Honor's uh, final battle that pissed me off is because three days or three or four days prior to this. Uh, FTR had a chance to take the AEW titles off of um, – we won't give it – a well, let, let's go ahead and give it away because it's been a few weeks. Uh, get a chance to take the titles off the Acclaimed to go into final battle uh, with all four titles, the Ring of Honor, AEW, New Japan, or IWGP, I should say, and the AAA titles. And not only do they not get the AEW titles, now they've lost the Ring of Honor World Tag Team titles to the Briscoes. And um, that thing – that that probably pisses me off more than anything, is that you, we, we've, been, yeah, we've been clamoring I, I thought for it that for was, I thought
0: that was pretty horrible, yeah.
1: Yeah, we've been clamoring for it for months to give them the AEW titles so that they can at least get one shot where they're like the rulers of the world of the tag team division, and now they are the IWGP tag team champions, champions and, I, and we mentioned it on a previous show that I think they're likely to lose those titles at uh, at at Wrestle Kingdom, um, yeah. and, and then it's just right around the corner until they lose the AAA titles, and... FTR goes back to, to beltless, beltless FTR. So, um, but yeah, if I, I, that was way off topic, but, uh, the, to go back, no, I have not seen Claudio and Jericho. Is there, was there some well, specific? I, to,
0: I, I want to tell you just to one, I think that uh, FTR is losing these belts to possibly go back to the WWE because, you know, a lot of people, a lot of folks are heading back there after Triple H is doing his thing anyway. Um, but, um, i was I was annoyed that Briscoes went over because I'm not a fan of the Briscoes at by any means. Yeah. Uh, no, so let me let me just go real quick. Claudio uh, submits Jericho by doing the swing. What? And Jericho tap and Jericho taps out.
1: Oh, that's so dumb. Oh that's really? So dumb. because
0: i I don't hate that because it's realistic to me.
1: He's you're like, I just fun- I can't I can't do it anymore. Tap out, to spin. I mean, I guess I can Fuck get off. Yes, with
0: it. imagine, imagine just being spun around, spun around, spun around. You've been in a forty-five, you know, thirty to thirty, 30 to forty-minute match. You're tired. You're exhausted. You're being swung around in a fucking circle. I'd fucking tap out too.
1: Okay, I, I, you, you sold me on it. I'll take it. It's, it's unique.
0: Think about being. I mean, this is a w- crazy exaggerated. But think about being on the same roller coaster, going in a circle, and you're going and you're going, and you're go- you're gonna get fucking sick of it. Tap out. Uh-
1: yeah, I I'll, I'll, you'll never catch me down on a roller coaster because I get motion sick really easily. Me neither. So. I
0: hate roller coasters. My, oh. my my insane wife loves them, and she's insane. What also is insane is we finally get Soraya. See how I'm doing it? We finally get Soraya getting her in-ring return here at Full Gear. We're coming back to where we were in this episode. Thanks for letting us get off on that tangent. Yeah, a 14-minute match with old Britt Baker. Do you want to kick us off here Frick?
1: Yeah, well, first of all, the, I, I should mention that Ring of Honor title match went 21 minutes, 30 seconds. This match goes 12 minutes, 30 seconds. Soraya taking on Dr. Britt Baker, DMD, and the return of Soraya to the in-ring competition. Listen, um, I know you enjoyed this match. I thought a lot of it was ugly. I understood the storytelling. They're obviously they're going for the neck again. Um, it's I, It was obvious what they were going for. With Soraya, but the ring rust I thought was real. There was one spot where they couldn't figure out who was whipping who into the ropes, and it was a little, it was real clunky. Um, I will say that for 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 I wouldn't say one of the first times on the show, um, but the right person won this match. Soraya gets the win over Doctor Brett Baker. I'm glad they pulled the trigger and gave her the win, but I only gave this match a star and a half, PJ.
0: Oh, so I gave it two stars. I didn't think the match was amazing. Um, that being said, I I still liked it. Um, but I did not. I did not love it. You could definitely see the ring rust, and that was a little sad. Um, they, they they definitely gave her neck a good test today. But I, I want to go back to something. You said this match was twelve minutes and thirty seconds because on my Review that I have. Uh, it says 14 minutes, so that's why I said that. My apologies.
1: No, no, but, uh, I, I'm looking. Listen, I'm looking at. Uh, let's let's. I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest here and transparent. I'm looking at the uh, the Wikipedia from this event because it just gives you the match list as it goes. And it shows the times at the other end of it. That's the only reason why. Uh, okay, working.
0: I'm on. A, I I am on the review stuff that I always look up and all the. And it, well, it doesn't matter. It went between twelve minutes and thirty seconds and fourteen minutes. Everybody, um, you, you know what it is. If you give, if you, you know the little pop up that give Wikipedia some money. <laughs> you know, if you don't give them any <laughs> money, they fuck with the times on the wrestling things. It's true.
1: Yeah, um, no, I hear. It. <laughs>
0: Something that I would not like to fuck with is the booking for this next fucking match. It's AEW TNT Championship three way match. Wardlow, your champion, is taking on Samoa Joe and Powerhouse Hobbs. God, what a talent in that ring! Three big bastards who can move faster than Darby Allen and uh, and put on a better show as well.
1: Listen to you sounding like me shitting on Darby Allen. I love it. Yeah, um, this match was 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 high impact. Fast-paced. There was a spot where Wardlow hits something off the top rope with with both um, Hobbs and Joe standing. Um, then he get Hobbs hitting Joe into the guardrail. Um, the landing that Joe took looked awful. He, like, back of his head into the guardrail. Um, it was a – to me, it was a pretty weak finish. Wardlow gets his powerbomb symphony. There's any on Hobbs, which I think I said it on this show before. Let me see Wardlow use his power against a big dude before I can go and 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 give him his give him his due he was doing the power bomb symphony on powerhouse Hobbs and he is a big guy um but you get Joe whacking him with the title um and he, he puts Hobbs in the Kikino clutch the sleeper hold um and obviously you know after the power bomb symphony is very he goes out really quick we get a new TNT champion here in Samoa Joe I gave this match three stars but it was I probably could have given it four, man. This was, this is a fun match to watch considering it was three big dudes. And we talked about it again, when you put big dude against big dude in a match, it doesn't always come off. Well, this one came off fantastically PJ, you agree? Oh, very much. So I loved this match. Oh yeah. It was, it was a great, great match. All right. So after we get this phenomenal TNT championship match, we get a Chris Jericho promo Uh, PJ, anything you want to talk about that before we go into the next match?
0: Nah, let's hit it.
1: All right, next up on the card, we get a Tag Team Championship No Disqualification match. Sting and Darby Allen taking on Double J, uh, Jeff Jarrett, Jarrett, uh, and Jay Lethal. I just I always have to spell it out because I know how much you love it. Um, Sa- Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh also accompanied Jay Lethal to the ring, and they would play a big part in this match. It would go 11 minutes. I should mention the TNT title match only went 9 minutes, 55 seconds. Good for second shortest match on the card. Uh, but this match would go 11 minutes. PJ, how would you feel about this match? Uh, Sting and Darby Allin versus Jay Lethal and Jeff Jarrett. I I hated it. No
0: kidding. I hated it. I gave it two stars. I, I couldn't stand Jeff Jarrett. I mean, I can't stand Jeff Jarrett. Um it was a. It was a. Yeah. It, it was just a. It was a. What's the word I'm looking for? Spot fest. Um. I mean, good on good on Jared for taking that uh, dive from Darby Allen on the outside. That was Jesus. fun. Um. Jay Lethal is going to go for the injection and ends up with the modified Scorpion Death Drop, which was you know a little botchy. Um. And Darby Allen's going to hit the coffin drop for the three. I mean, decent decent finish. It's just a lot of gaga in between. Um, yeah, I didn't like it.
1: Listen, I gave it three stars. I, I kind of enjoyed it. There was a spot. Sting hits like a press, a press slam to, uh, to Jay Lethal that he winds up like on the corner of the apron. Um, I really wish they stopped doing these stupid apron spots. Um, camera work was horrible. Um, they missed the ramp spot to start the match with... Uh, Darby Allen throwing a skateboard, I guess, at Jay Lethal, almost missed the rail spot with uh, with Jay Lethal and Sting. Um, there was a spot in this match, and I've already forgotten how to pronounce his name. Satnam Singh uh, catches Darby trying to do a coffin drop off a ladder off the stage, catches him and just absolutely manhandles him. But then Sting dive later in the match. Sting, Sting dies off the like the I guess the upper deck, and Satnam Singh almost misses him. Um, I thought, despite all the interference from Kali 2.0, uh, it was a halfway decent match. You get Darby Allen no selling a guitar, sh- a, gu- a guitar shot from Jeff Jarrett. Um, you get I-, I called it the Coffin Drop Death Drop, where Sting was trying to where Sting was trying to hit the the Scorpion Death Drop on Sutton Singh. Sting, um, and for whatever reason he can't get him down for it. So he needs Darby Allen to hit a Coffin Drop to go with it. Uh, but you mentioned uh, really ugly. Uh, scorpion death drop Jay lethal very very botchy and allen goes over with the finish um again we all, I, we've talked about it before it's got to make sense where Darby Allen goes over some of these guys who are big stars elsewhere uh, or big stars in general um and it makes sense that he goes over here over Jay lethal I gave it three stars man I uh, I'm,
0: yeah I'm, I, I didn't mind I didn't mind who won or how they won I just thought the match itself was just a just. Just a spot fest, and it just—it yeah. it seemed, yeah, it just like they rehearsed it like an hour before the match. Yeah, I Dar- wasn't—I I wasn't into it.
1: Darby Allen is one bad dive away from killing himself. Like he's so small that it feels like he's flexible enough to take these dives, but like he's one bad landing away from paralyzing himself. Like it's really scary. Like
0: yeah yeah, I thought I thought the same thing when Jeff Hardy was uh, jumping off uh, twelve fifteen foot ladders uh, down the tables.
1: Yeah, I felt the same
0: way with Shane McMahon diving off the uh, Titantron, and you know I felt the same way with Mick Foley getting uh, thrown off the Hell. In yeah, strong. but listen, I felt the, the same way. But, no,
1: listen, ahead. listen. You, Shane was was was, uh, cu- cushioned when he was falling off the stage. I forgot. I think it was SummerSlam with uh, Steve Blackman hit him with a Kendo stick. There was there was. Something to, to soft to land on him. Like Darby Allen is diving into into steel, into these guardrails every time. Um, I just like when Jeff Hardy was jumping off ladders, he was going through tables. There was either a body underneath him, or a, or a, a flat surface to catch him. Um, Darby is diving headfirst into guardrails. Like something bad is going to happen to Darby Allen at some point, and I hate it because it's part of his gimmick. But, like, at some point, you just have to throw your hands up and be like, dude, like, do you want to walk one day? Like, look at what's happened to Jeff Hardy. Like, he's not – he I don't know if he's still in rehab or not, but it's taken his toll. Well, he, that's,
0: that's because of drugs, not because of But the drugs him.
1: are the drugs are, are off of the fact that he was always in so much pain from, from what he's done to his body. Uh, yeah,
0: yes and no, because, um, you know, they're – I mean, Mick, look at the, all the pain that Mick Foley – put himself through and he wasn't on drugs
1: well that's and and everybody doesn't handle it well there's more more often than not pro wrestlers turn to pain pills and become oh, of addicted to pain pills because of what they've done to their body jeff hardy has done more to his body than than most people with the exception of maybe mick foley and he needed those those prescription drugs to to handle it and he never between that and the alcohol he never really got a handle on it And And
0: that's your key thing right there at the end the the booze.
1: Yep, yep. So, but but nevertheless, uh, Darby Allen Sting pick up the win here. A pretty decent match, uh, all things considered. Uh, next up, a 15 minute match for the singles, uh, for the interim, uh, which would become the the full time AEW Women's Championship. Uh, three days later on Dynamite, they would remove the interim title. The champion, Tony Storm, defending against Jamie Hayter. I wasn't a fan of this match, PJ. What do you think about it? I, th- I feel like you're you were you might be a little more inclined to like this match, but um, I just kind of lost interest. How would you feel about this match between Jamie Hader and Tony Storm?
0: Uh, I did like this match. I ended up giving it a three stars. Um, the I think the right woman went over. I think this was a make or break for Jamie Hader because we were either going to forget all about her or we were going to finally uh, dig into her and and really. Um, um and really really um see that she's over. Um, the only time I got a little, uh, I got a little taken back is when um Jamie Hader is going to um. <laughs> she's gonna kind of flirt with the ref, I guess you can kind of say, uh, and then like weirdly apologizes. It, it was a weird spot, and I'm trying to find it in my notes here. Um, yeah, Hader's gonna hit a sleeper hold. Um, and then she's gonna get a little frisky with the ref, and then she's gonna apologize, and that's when Storm is gonna hit over the uh through uh Luthes press and, and get a big pop. I need to um, watch that
1: again. She she grabbed the ref by the dick. Is that what happened?
0: Something like that. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <It's> <laughs> awesome. Storm Storm is gonna Storm uh Tony Storm got hit hard with a stiff shot uh to the nose and the mouth, uh, and there's a little bit of blood coming out, which is nice uh rebel's going to hit storm with the belt as well. Hater goes up with the DVD neck sliding in the lariat. I mean, great action here. I really enjoyed this match. Hater is going to miss the rip cord, but Tony Storm's going to hit her with the German and then the Storm Zero. Um, for a two count. Uh lots of back and forth. Uh not a whole lot of gaga. Brit's going to remove the terminal pad, but Hater gets sent in. Brit's off the apron. Tony's head is going to hit the steel, of course. Jamie's going to hit her finisher ripcord and we have a new, uh, what would be, yeah, the, uh, AEW world champion. Uh, I'm happy with it. I, I, yeah, I give this match three stars and as I'm talking about it, I'd give it three and a half if I really went back with it. Um, yeah, I enjoyed I've, this match.
1: I've got to find the spot where, where Jamie Hader grabs the ref. That's hilarious. Um, uh, but nevertheless, I'm, I'm not going to do that while we're, while we're recording here. Um, Again, yeah, we don't
0: need, we don't need, never mind. Never mind I'll keep
1: on <laughs> <laughs> the match went 15 minutes and led into the penultimate match on the card. Uh, one of the most anticipated tag team rematches, sort of the uh, the, the payoff match because this is the best of three between these teams. The acclaimed would lose the first, win the second, and here we get the uh, the, the rubber match, if you will. The AEW World Tag Team Championships are on the line as Max Caster and Anthony Bowens, otherwise known as the acclaimed. Are taking on Swerve in Our Glory a team featuring Swerve Strickland and Keith Lee. Um, I uh, listen. I love this match. I think this might have been the second, either the first or second best match on the card. Um, they you see Anthony Bowens get in the ring and his shoulder is all taped up, and they immediately go uh, to limb target that arm. Um, there was a reverse hurricane Rana, I believe that Bowens hits on Keith Lee that almost, like, breaks Keith Lee's neck. Uh, just a, a, an ugly spot. Um, later in the match, I can't remember how it happened, but uh, they put Keith Lee through the guardrail. Like, the guardrail bent. And I thought that was one of the most fun spots that I'd ever seen, um, at least in quite some time. Um, you know, part of the storyline here was that uh, the Swerve Strickland started getting a little more cerebral, a little more, like, dark here. He had broken the fingers of Billy Gunn with pliers, and he would pull out pliers in this match and act like he was going to break those of Max caster And all of a sudden, you get Billy Gunn coming to the rescue, goes in the ring and tells Keith Lee to to break the finger of An- fingers of Anthony Bowens. Uh, Swerve, or I'm sorry, Keith Lee would throw the the pliers down. Uh, Strickland would slap Keith Lee. And Keith Lee would ultimately leave. So we finally get the payoff as Keith Lee leaves Swerve Strickland in, behind. Um, pretty entertaining match. I gave this match three and a half stars. Really great storytelling to write off the Swerve in Our Glory storyline here. The acclaimed will retain uh, by pinfall. PJ, this match went 19 minutes, 40 seconds. The third longest match on the card. How would you feel about this AEW World Tag Team Championship match here? at uh, full year
0: loved it four stars uh i love the top rope famous sir from caster oh yeah um yeah super fun um and i wish that we would have gotten a little bit less gaga between swerve and lee but then again you're telling a really really nice story and um i have to appreciate that but yeah great
1: match oh yeah i i couldn't i couldn't say more about this match um probably, again, either the best or the second best match on this card. Go out of your way and watch this, because this will be the last time you'll see the acclaimed taking on Swerve in our glory. And this and the storytelling between Strickland and Keith Lee is just, just top-notch. Uh, we have made it to the main event of AEW Full Gear 2022. A returning MJF, the first time we've seen him in action for quite some time. It was his casino poker chip cash-in match for the AEW World Championship. MJF taking on John Moxley. This match was the longest match on the card, as it should be in the main event spot. 23 minutes, 15 seconds. I uh, I gave this match two, two and a half stars, PJ. I was not impressed by this match. I'm going to let you start us off here. Tell me how you felt about the AEW World Championship match here.
0: Holy shit. I gave this match four and a half stars.
1: Uh, I,
0: I, I loved this match. I think they did a fantastic job telling a great psychological story in the match. Um, yeah, you didn't like it. thats I can't wait to get into it. Um, I don't have a whole lot of notes because I just enjoyed the match. Uh, what I did write a little bit was the back and forth between MJF and uh, Regal was really fun, but it was a little obvious that we were getting the turn. Yeah, yeah. Um, super obvious. Uh, MJF is going to beat a nine cap but walks right into a paragraph shift for a two. Mox is gonna kick um at uh MGF's left knee and then go for a figure four, which is great. And it was a nice, it was a nice little touch that he did um the Rick Flair style and did it on the incorrect knee, which is kind of fun to see. Yeah. Um more knee work. We're just telling a story with his knee there. Um, later on we're gonna have MGF pull up, pull um, um he's getting the dynamite diamond ring. Mm-hmm. But uh here comes a William Regal. He tells MJF to put the ring down. MJF does. Then flips off Regal. Mo- Moxley's going to get a sleeper and then roll over uh, by MJF and gets a two. Fucking Paul Turner is going to come down to help. Gets knocked out for his fucking trouble. Moxley's going to go back <laughs> to the choke. Gets in the bulldog <laughs> position <laughs> uh, and MJF's tapping, of course. But there's no referee. Um, and Regal tells Mox to get uh, get the refs. He slides in some brass knucks into MJF and MJF knocks out Moxley. And there's your cover, and we have a new champion. Uh, William Regal turns this back on on uh, Moxley to MJF, and I love the after uh, match with MJ or uh, God Moxley, Moxley just not knowing what's going on, just didn't even know what happened. And we have the Combat Club come in and explain, you know, what happened, and we get the anger from Moxley. Uh, I really did enjoy this match. I gave it four and a half stars. Uh, like I said, they told a great story of what it was exactly what it needed to be. It was too, you know. One brawler, one actual smart, um, like technical—not technical wrestlers in a sense, but I mean, uh, cerebral wrestler,
1: like somebody, yeah, cerebral wrestler
0: taking on Moxley—a clash of uh, of styles here, and um, I think it was fun. Much respect to John Moxley, who really helped carry a lot of this company, Um, and uh, it's gonna be nice. He he deserves a, a a vacation. So I think this is what this was, and the fans definitely approved of the cheating. A big pop after that, um, yeah. Well, I the crowd the
1: crowd was hot for MJF and very down on 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 Moxley. Like it was it was roles reversed here. Moxley was was heel throughout this match. Um, I just don't think Mox is that good. Um, I don't think he looked good in this match. Uh, there was a, a a moment where they were fighting on the apron. The uh, MJF had pulled a table next to the apron. Uh, you looked like you were going get, to get a couple different spots. Uh, MJF would hit a tombstone pile driver on the, the, uh, the apron um, and, and sort of kayfabe hurt his knee. That would be the story of the rest of the match. Eventually Moxley would finally hit a pile driver off the apron through a table, which was a pretty cool spot. It could have been bad, but it, but it went well. Um, there was a top rope paradigm shift um, where Moxley was sitting on the turnbuckle and had to kick out MJF to be able to hit the paradigm shift. It was just clunky. I didn't like it. Um, I was here for the crowd, turning on Moxley. Um, again, you, you already mentioned it. MJF taps out to the Bulldog choke. No referee there. And then, you, you again, it was probably the worst kept secret and the worst um, hiding it in a match. William Regal slips in the nux. I'm not normally a finish of, of, a, of a clunky finish, you know, a fan, I should say of a clunky finish like this, but it was the perfect end to the, the, the story that was this match um, as MJF goes over and gets the AEW world title. Um, I It should be said that the rumors are swirling pretty heavily that William Regal is headed back to WWE at some point. Um, he would get turned on by MJF two weeks after this pay-per-view and then uh, he had something pre-recorded that was supposedly after this mat after the show about why he turned on on uh, on John Moxley and why he sided with MJF. Now he was, his reason was now MJF has a target painted on his back, and that's why he wanted to do it to make MJF suffer. Um, and that, 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 that Moxley needed a new challenge, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but it, it was sort of a clunky storytelling on letting Regal turn heel just to get turned on by MJF to then essentially be out of, of AEW altogether. But really good storytelling here. But again, the match just wasn't it for me. Like MJF looked phenomenal, um, but there were just times where it just didn't look clean and crisp as I thought a world title match should. So that's why I only gave it two and a half stars. Uh, PJ, before we take our final break and go to the main event, where we're going to talk some new Japan, how would you give this pay-per-view uh, as far as a star rating uh, as, as a whole?
0: Out of five stars, I'd give it four stars.
1: Yeah. four stars. I mean, I'd give it three and a half to four stars as well. I mean, it was a pretty fun show. Uh, I, some great tag team actions, some, some six man tag team action on the show. Uh, a lot of people get to be on this card, so it was a really fun show for AEW. It, it, it's a
0: it's a fantastic time to be a wrestling fan right now. You've got so much talent going on in New Japan right now, so many moving pieces. You've got AEW just being, I mean, showstoppers. You've got WWE, who's now getting their fan base back, um, in my opinion, after Triple H's takeover. Yeah, it, it's a beautiful time.
1: Oh, yeah. No, I agree completely. Um, and which is why we're going to take our final break. And we come back. There are some exciting stuff coming for New Japan Pro Wrestling. We are almost at the end of 2022, and you know what that means. If you follow New Japan, Wrestle Kingdom is right around the corner. But we have something else even before Wrestle Kingdom. Stay tuned for the main event where PJ Steven is going to get into detail about what we have to look forward to in the coming weeks with New Japan Pro Wrestling right here on Taphouse and Touchdowns. All right, everybody, welcome back to Tap House of Touchdowns. Welcome to the main event of this week's wrestling show where we are going to talk some New Japan Pro Wrestling, which PJ Steven is more of an expert than anybody else on the show. So, PJ, why don't you just go ahead and tell us what we have to look forward to in the coming weeks with New Japan Pro Wrestling.
0: Boy, howdy. It is a beautiful time to be a fan of New Japan Pro Wrestling. We've got a lot going on. Um, So, yes, actually, we're recording this on Wednesday the 13th, and in a few hours, I'm going to be going to bed so I can wake up early for World Tag League uh, 2022 and the Super Junior Tag Team uh, tonight. Um, Very, very excited for it. It starts at 4.30 a.m., in case you want to get up with me. Um, (laughs) But this is a really good um, walking-in part for – um, for Wrestle Kingdom. So the main event for World Tag League 2022 has Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto taking on Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis. Whoever wins that, uh, who Kyle Fletcher and Mark Davis, in case you don't know, is Aussie, Aussie Open, who is part of the United Kingdom. Whoever wins that match is going to go to face FTR at Wrestle Kingdom, which is super fun. Uh, you've also got the Super Junior Tag League going on tonight which is Chris Bay and Ace Austin, part of the Bullet Club, versus Lilo Rush and Yo. Now, a lot of people shit on Lilo Rush because he's, he's you know, quit the business, come back, quit the business, come back. That dude never fucking stops going, and he never stops impressing me, at least, because these matches, these tag team matches with Lilo Rush and Yo have been some of the best tag team matches I've seen in a long time, and you, you know, argue with it all you want, but the talent's there. Uh, I will also say that uh, Machine Gun Carl Anderson is taking on – uh he, oh God, I can never pronounce his name right. Hikuluo, Hik, uh Yeah, usually it's you who's mispronounced, but it's me yeah. tonight, folks. Uh, but it, it, that's the challenger. He's taking on a Machine Gun Carl Anderson. Uh, guys, Carl Anderson is under contract at WWE, and he's working a New Japan pay-per-view tonight. So for what I understand, if he does Wrestle, Wrestle Kingdom – he will be the first-ever WWE contracted wrestler uh, appearing and wrestling at Wrestle Kingdom. Also tonight, we have a six-man tag match that I have to say with Master Wado, Tama Tonga, and Kazuchika Okada taking on Jay white Tashi Ishimori, and Gato. Uh, and there's a few other matches as well. Uh, so that's tonight, or in a couple... Uh, tomorrow morning, I'll say. Um, but jumping into Wrestle Kingdom, uh, of course, I mentioned earlier, FTR... Uh, is going to be taking on either Aussie Open or Hiroki Goto and Yoshihashi for the IWGP Tag Team Champions. That's going to be fun, no matter what. FTR making their debut in Wrestle Kingdom is so tremendous. I love it. Um, TJP and Francisco Akira, uh, part of the United United Kingdom or excuse me, the United Empire, uh, will be taking on either Ace Austin and Chris Bay or Chaos, which is would be Yo and Leo Rush. I really hope Yo and Leo Rush get there. Leela Rush is, you know, fantastic. Uh, I'm also hoping that we finally maybe get Leela Rush turning on Yo and we get the um, the Reunation Re, – that's not a word. We get oh. – uh, Reunation <laughs> is not a word. We get uh, the Re, that's gonna reuniting. That's going to be the title of the
1: podcast, the Reunation of, of, of AEW's all-out. Of AEW all yeah. I love it.
0: Uh, the Reuniting of Yo and Show. Um, so hopefully that comes out of that at some point. But for the IWGP junior heavyweight champion, you'll have Chaos or Bullet Club taking on um, United Empire. Uh, one of the most one of the things I'm most excited for, for the IWGP United States heavyweight champion, Will Ospreay taking on Kenny Omega. Now at historic crossover, the Stardom and New Japan crossover event, Will Ospreay uh, retained his IWGP United States champion. And after the match, he was celebrating when Kenny Omega popped up on the Titan Tron to let him know that he is offering a challenge to Osprey, to which Osprey obviously um, uh, accepted. It's fun to watch promos with Osprey because he says, you know, before the Commonwealth Kingpin, I was just the aerial assassin. And I think it's time to bring that back. That it's going to be so fun because these guys didn't really touch a whole lot in new Japan. And, um, it's great to see this again, and I I I'm so excited for it. Uh, what I'm also excited for is the fatal four way IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion, which has, uh, has Tashi Ishimori versus El Desperado, Hiromu Takahashi, and Master Wado. Master Wado made his debut a few years ago at Wrestle Kingdom, and I've loved him ever since. I think he's it was a kind of a corny gimmick, um, but man, he's gone through the ringer, and uh, he's he's a great talent. Master Wado defeated Tashi Ishimori and a non-title match to earn his right to face uh, to face him for the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Champion. But after being approached by Desperado and Takahashi for a challenge, Tashi Ishimori said, well, I'm a man of my word, and I am the best champion. I'll take on all three of you motherfuckers. So now it will be a fatal four-way. And phew, what talent. I cannot wait for that. Um, a final. So there's been a tournament for the New Japan World Television Champion. And people are confused about that world television champion. We have to remember that the streaming service for new Japan is new Japan world. So that's the reason they call it the new Japan pro wrestling world television champion. Uh, it's not the prettiest belt. (laughs) I actually don't love it. It it looks like a, it's shaped like a, like a small TV. Um, (laughs) it's kind of weird, but nonetheless, it's a belt and it's fun. Um, this tournament had David Finley, Alex Zane, Zack Sabre Jr., Yoshihashi, Jeff Cobb, Evil, Tahashi, Sonata, or Tachi, Sonata, uh, Kenta, uh, Toriano, just to name a few. But um, the semifinals at Battle Autumn had Zack Sabre Jr. and Evil, uh, where Zack Sabre Jr. went over, and then Sonata and Ren I was really wanting Sonata to go over, but uh, Ren Narada finally getting his chance to really um, be in a, 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 a main level... Russell King to match is just great. I've been following his uh, coming up from the Young Lions for a long time, and he's a hell of a talent. So it will be Rin Rita taking on Zack Sabre Jr. for the inaugural uh, NWG, NW, <laughs> N, NJPW, New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Champion. Uh, that's going to be great, too.
1: I'll tell you what, you're all over the place. The re, the the Ryu Nation. The uh, Ryu this, Nations, this, this, this... the NG...
0: NWP. It's because I yeah. wanted to say IWGP, but this is the New Japan Pro Wrestling World Television Champion. And guys, we get the first ever women's uh, Wrestle Kingdom main card match, and it is for the IWGP Women's Champion. Last uh, last month at uh, Historic Crossover, uh, Kyrie, who we used to know as Kairi Zane, Zane in uh, new, uh, NXT and WWE, I uh, took on, um, I think it was. Uh, she took on Iwatani. I think Mayu Iwatani. I pretty yeah, Mayu Iwatani. I, I thought it was right. Um, and uh, for the for the inaugural IWGP Women's Champion, that was actually the finals of a seven woman single elimination tournament. And um, right after the match, Tam Nakano uh, came out to challenge Kyrie, and we're gonna get. A women's match at Wrestle Kingdom, man. We are breaking barriers. It's, well, we're not doing anything, but they are breaking barriers. It's really, really cool to see. And um, I cannot wait for that match either. Um, you remember so, Kyrie Zane, right?
1: Of course, I remember Kyrie um, well, So I don't, I don't know. No. I, don't know. <laughs> I don't know what you do. <laughs> There's a couple things that I, that I really want to pay attention to. Um, not only is it the first time a WWE that the WWE contracted superstar could be at Wrestle Kingdom, but you're also going to get. WWE and an AEW contracted star potentially on the same show. Like, I feel like that's just as big of a deal as as anything else. Um, Yeah, I agree. And I don't want to be the one to spoil it, PJ, but there are some rumors running rampant about a surprise appearance at uh, Wrestle Kingdom. Would you like to share the rumor that's been spreading around the interwebs?
0: I've been talking way too much during this and we haven't even got to the main event of Wrestle kingdom where I'm going to talk even more. So why don't you tell them?
1: So there have been rumors running, running wild, uh, as they say, uh, that a former WWE women's champion could be showing up at Wrestle kingdom by the, the WWE name of Sasha banks. Um, I can't think of her real name, but she's filed for Mercedes, Mercedes.
0: Mercedes
1: yeah. Um, she has filed for her the trademark for her own personal name, uh, so we may be getting a, a a Mercedes debut or a Mercedes appearance at the New Japan uh, show, uh, Russell Kingdom. So, just when you think I'm about all for it,
0: I'm you, all for it.
1: When you think about Carl Anderson and you think about Kenny Omega, and now you're thinking about maybe seeing Sasha Banks, that could be an absolutely huge deal. If it comes to fruition. So, if, if for nothing else, if you don't know any of the talent that's on the New Japan card, if it's just to tune in and catch catch the talent uh, that, that you're going to see on these shows, um, you definitely want to tune in to see if Sasha Banks is going to show up, right?
0: Oh, my... <laughs> most definitely and this is a great way for people to get more involved in new japan for wrestling i Absolutely. think because I mean, it, it's a it's a wonderful company and it's got the best wrestling uh, in my opinion and um and speaking of best wrestling we're getting two of the best wrestlers on this fucking planet uh at the main event of wrestle kingdom we've seen these guys a lot of times before you know some people think that they're a little sick of okada uh, being in the title picture, and I tell them, you know what? When you're the best, you're going to be at the number one spot, and that's Kajushika Okada taking on champion Jay White for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion. Of course, Kazushika Okada being your G1 Climax winner. Yeah, listen, I can never get sick of seeing Okada work, and I'm a big Jay White fan, you know, name-dropping again. I got to meet him at Russell Cade, and you know, hang out with him for a little bit. And, um, yeah. I cannot wait for this match. I don't care how many times we've seen it. I don't care how many times they're in the main event. Um, I don't I don't care. The same people complaining about Okada being in the main event all the time are fucking John Cena fans. So I really don't care. Um, I cannot wait for this, man. It's great storytelling. Uh, you're going to have a fantastic match. And that's your Wrestle Kingdom card so far. Guys, it's only going to get bigger. You're going to have a few tag matches on there, obviously. You're going to have, you know, we haven't even got Naito on this match, along with Sonata. We don't have Shingo Takagi on this match uh, or on this card yet. Um, We're going to get even more matches, man. Wrestle Kingdom 17, 2023, January 4th. I think it's going to start around 3 a.m. our time. Uh, it's going to be one that you're not going to want to miss, man. Pay the 10 bucks to get New Japan World so you can watch it. I mean, it, it's, it's it's worth it. It really is. And go back and you can rewatch a few other Wrestle Kingdoms. You know, you can you can rewatch Cody and um, Kota Ibushi. You can go back and re-watch Kota Ibushi and Jay White. You can go back and rewatch the matches between Ospreay and Kenny Omega. I mean, some of the matches and storytellings have just been phenomenal in New Japan pro wrestling history, and uh, Wrestle Kingdom is no different. And um, it's something I'm really, really looking forward to all the time. When, when Christmas is over, it's like, all right, cool. Now it's now let's get prepared for Wrestle Kingdom.
1: You would swear that we are on New Japan's payroll with the way that they just kissed their ass for the last, like, 10 minutes. Like, we yeah. just spoke – well, you just talked up so much about New Japan's Wrestle Kingdom, and I just – listen, you have every right to because in the in the past year, I have watched more New Japan than I have probably in the last ten, and that includes where we we went back and reviewed the the Ring of Honor New Japan Super Show from Madison Square Garden, um, mm-hmm. and we rewatched that show. Um, and New Japan puts out some of the best pro wrestling in the world, uh, especially considering that there's people on this card, people in this company, that there's a very strong chance you've never heard of them. Um, you, you might have heard of like the Bullet Club from you know, obviously the, the Carly Anderson, you know, Luke Gallows, uh Kenny Omega. Like you might have heard of the Bullet Club from back then. You may have seen Will Ospreay uh on AEW, you may have seen guys like Jeff Cobb and Ring of Honor, but the the talent and the, the action that they put on in New Japan is is second to none. Uh really great action. Um, really, really great performers. Um, there is another rumor, however, PJ, that, uh, our boy Jonah might be heading back to the E, uh, good old Bronson Reed might be headed back to WWE sooner rather than later. Um, but I would still love to see him, um, one more time in new Japan, maybe at a wrestle kingdom as a surprise somewhere, um, to see him one last time before he returns to WWE. But, um.
0: Yeah, I agree. I agree.
1: Yeah. You know, you know how, if listen, if you guys have never, if, if, if the like eight of you that are listening to the show have never heard of Jonah or never heard of Bronson Reed, please go out. I don't care if you got to YouTube it, buy New Japan World so that you can go just search Jonah and find some matches. This dude is a mixture. And we've talked about him on the show before reviewing NXT and NXT cards. He is a mixture of Bam Bam Bigelow, Vader, and Yoko Zuna. I mean, this dude is just—I—I um, I don't know how to explain. I can't say enough good things about this guy, and uh, it's just one of those one of those stars that you might be able to see at, at a Wrestle Kingdom. So,
0: yeah. Um, so- well, you know, if you if you look up anything, look up his G one uh, his G one climax match with Okada, and that's the match that really caught a lot of Japanese uh, eyes. They, they that that got their attention. They were very um into Joan after that and he started selling a lot more merch on the websites and shit like that. I mean he 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 is just a phenomenal talent. And I, and I totally agree with you, Ryan. <clears throat> he he he's 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 <laughs> he can move for the for a big man. He's great. I-
1: yeah, I think the uh, the theme of the show is that it's a great time to be a wrestling fan because there's a lot Oh my of great, god, it really is. A great wrestling, not just on AEW, not just on New Japan, and not just what's coming up on New Japan, but WWE has been putting out phenomenal shows lately. We, um, we're going to have um we're, we're getting towards the end of season 4 of the show, and I should mention we just passed our 50th episode this year. Of tapouts and touchdowns, really, really crazy to think that we went fifty episodes. This does that include
0: season. does that does that include football shows too?
1: It does. It does.
0: Oh, well, no one cares about those. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's I, just what hear, I just wanted to hear. I to hear you say it.
1: Pete, you know, uh, I'm not. I was gonna go somewhere, but I'm not going to. No. Nevertheless, um, we're winding down to the end of season four of, of this podcast. Uh, but there is plenty of WWE uh, events to come. We've, we we uh, NXT just had a show. Uh, recently where we, they crown new NXT Tag Team Champions. I'm sure PJ, Steve, and I will watch that and put a review. We're also getting towards the, that time where, you know, back in the day, we'd, we'd see Starcade and we haven't gotten a chance to watch an old Starcade. Um And with our scheduling conflicts, it's, it's been hard to really see anything. But uh, PJ and I are going to talk off the air. We're going to figure out something to do um, so that, so that we can put out some more shows. Before the end of the season, come uh, come around Royal Rumble time. Uh, Oh yeah, we we
0: we've looked at like start doing Starcades for you guys. Uh, We looked at doing uh, new uh, more new Japan product for you guys. Um, Yeah, there's lot. I mean, you know, we can always review. uh, (laughs) We can always review uh, December to December. Uh, 2006, one of the worst pay per views in WWE history. Um, you know we have a lot of things that we can try to throw at you guys that we're going to talk about, but um, mostly uh, I want to talk about uh, ending this episode so yes. that I can go back to what I was doing when was watching New Japan Great Muda's final match with New Japan, which was him and uh, Koushiko Okada and Toriano in a six man tag match, and whenever Frick is off break. Uh, I can get back to watching that match.
1: Well, PJ, thank you for taking time (laughs) out of your busy schedule to finally record this review for AEW uh, Full Gear 2022. Uh, Again, make sure um, you guys are liking, subscribing, wherever it is that you're listening to this podcast and leave a review to help others find it. Um, Again, uh, stay tuned on Tobacco Road Sports Radio where you can find me uh, sometimes twice a week, sometimes maybe more. Um, where they're going to be starting Wrestling Wednesdays, uh, where where you can see tap, you can hear tapouts and touchdowns as well, um, and then our football show is coming on Thursday. But we are up against it at the moment. Uh, stay tuned uh, to I, this. This go. This show will be going live on Wednesday, the fourteenth. There will be a football show coming out tomorrow as well. So stay tuned for this week's football episode as the fantasy football season and the NFL regular season are very quickly coming to an end. Uh, stay tuned for those shows. But for this episode, uh, we appreciate you listening. Hope you enjoyed it. So for PJ Steven, it's your guy, Bully Rye, for Taphouse and Touchdowns. Thanks for listening, and I'll be around.